Yeah, she was yeah, really empowered to to be able to be herself and explore herself because she had that go ahead um, from her mother. Mm-hmm. Her mother saw her, recognized her, said, "Baby, you might not understand this, but you're gay." <laughs> I can see you very clearly. <laughs> I get what this is. Um, I see clearly. Right, now. go baby, go. Right. Hey, babies, it's Red Summer, and it is Hanifa Walida, and we are your gay aunties. How you doing? Hey, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? What you want in life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are back, and for those of you all who are just joining us, we just wanted to let you know that Your Gay Aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting, trying to figure out what we're doing with this life, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want Auntie Red and Auntie Hanifa to answer questions that you have about life or love or anything else that you have going on in your good gay life, go ahead and send us a letter at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or you can DM us at Instagram or Twitter at yourgayaunties. And you know, Red, um, so um, who is our Sunday brunch coming up this month? Again, remind me, please. This month coming up, we have uh, two people, actually. Oh. We do. We have a mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, the daughter um, came out to her mom as a teenager, and the mom was um, kind of Christiany. <laughs> but I that's really, a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> I really appreciate um, how they've navigated that, and maybe they could give our listeners um, some background about that process and um, maybe if our listeners wanted to bring their parents or something like that introduce them to the episode it might be a good way for them to to have the discussion about their own experience Ooh, and you know you know if your experience whether good or bad or maybe you have questions about your experience wherever you're at with your parent or parents you mm-hmm. know you can write us a letter yeah. You know, um, and we may and we may uh, put it on um, the show, you know, answer it, you know, during the month. So this month is family month. That's what we're going to do. We're going on side. This month <laughs> is getting it together with the family. We all at different junctures and with our relationship with our parent or parents. And, mm-hmm. you know, we always can use help. Don't handle it alone. All right. Yeah. So send those letters in, like Red said, to your gay aunties at gmail.com or on Instagram. Absolutely. Yes. So how you doing, honey? How you doing? I'm good. I had a historical moment yesterday to kick off Black History Month. Okay. Okay. So you know, I'm, I'm I work with the Hip Hop Museum, mm-hmm. and we did an induction yesterday of the Funky Four plus one more. <laughs> what, you, what y'all know about that? What y'all know about that? Right. And for those of you all who don't know nothing about that, <laughs> um. They were basically really the first um, hip hop group um, that was like signed and recorded. They appeared on Saturday Night Live. They were the first hip hop artists to appear on lot like on actual televised like show. Um, but they were signed and shelved because their label wanted to promote. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang as mm. the first group. Yeah. And this group included the first 
recorded female MC. And she was the plus one more. Right. <laughs> so event so actually what what they said was that she was an original member, but she got mad and left the group at one point and then like a month later was like, okay, I'm back. Like I'm over it. <laughs> and then they had already replaced her. So that's how she became the plus one. Oh shit. <laughs> so she was actually a part of the Funky Four. Yeah. And she like, I got things to do. Mm-hmm. And then came back like, okay, Funky Four, all right, plus one more. Right. You right. Know, that, that's really cool. Cause I actually didn't know that because I thought that was on some like, you know, and there go the chick type of thing. Yeah. Put that to the side. So I didn't know about that story. Thank you. I learned mm-hmm. a little hip hop history. Absolutely. So it was uh really, really exciting and um yeah, just just really, she talked a lot about the importance of knowing, like talking to the elders and knowing the real deal and knowing that history because they never made a dime off of hip hop. Well, a lot of early ones didn't, period. So, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so like her being able to come and tell their story was like, not vindication, but like the first time like she ever really got to come in a public forum and talk about her experience. So I hope they get their coins because- <laughs> exactly, and you know a lot of the a lot of the the old old triple old soul or rather triple old school, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know artists. A lot of them make their money off of their legendary status. So yeah. you know whether they're speaking events or doing like old you know or doing you know old school quote unquote old school you know events. You know they, they there's ways to make money, and so making sure people know their name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the history that they carry is important because it supports because, you know, hip hop is a young game. It's actually one of the only black musics that kind of remains young in a particular way, yeah. which, is un- which is unfortunate because we don't really see our um, artists grow. You see them when they're young and at a certain mm-hmm. point we don't want to hear from them no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something sort of some baton is not being passed between like the different generations and then people fall off. Not even fall off. Let me stop that. Because there are a lot of like people say from our generation that's still making coin out there. They're yeah. not winning Grammys and they're not on MTV or whatever the hell, but they or oh, trust me out there. Basically they're in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. They all making them coins overseas because you know, overseas don't never forget. Right. Um, but that is dope. That is dope. That is dope. And I, I'm excited. Um, this actually is a good run into our culture review for the week. Woo-hoo! <laughs> it's for the culture, y'all. It's for the culture, y'all. I'm so excited about uh, this artist. I love um, learning about new um, young artists mm-hmm. doing their thing. And, you know, and speaking to what you were saying, Red, you know, a lot of young artists, they literally are doing their own thing. A lot of them, like, right. you know, F you to the record labels. They really are doing the hard work of independent, being an independent artist and really getting their stuff out there. And yeah. this sister, her name is Mama Duke. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and that's an old school saying, but that's right. how we used to refer to our actual mothers, like Mom Dukes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she got it from that or she whatever, but um, yeah, her name is Mama Duke and she is from Austin, Texas or Palacio, mm-hmm. Texas, but she, in her video, she represents Austin though. Right. In so, the article that I was reading, it was Austin, Yeah, but Austin. it might be like a suburb because, you know, you know, my family lives in Round Rock, which is right outside of Austin. 
Oh, okay. Well, all I know is Austin. I don't know nothing about no what's surrounding <laughs> Austin. So we'll just say yeah. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your impressions? I, I will say about Mama Duke. Like, I definitely enjoyed her. I watched a couple of uh, music videos and I watched a couple of live shows. Right, oh. and so I was. Um, I think the word that you used was was it like she's definitely a vibe right so i could put them on i could let them like go from video to video um and at one point after watching a couple of the music videos i was like i'm gonna go back to another live show like let me stop and let me go back and find you know another live performance uh because i liked her energy um it seems like she's kind of like coming into her voice right now in that like she's just like you know what i used to be held up by this thing or you know i used to be nervous about that thing but you know what right now fuck it you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right now i'm i'm here so let me give you me and you know i and and and, and jump, jumping off of that i really appreciated like some of her videos were like basically her look like she gets in her bedroom studio or whatever mm-hmm. and she's having she caught a moment, you know, she lit a spliff and she's just like kind of freestyling or like she's, she's basically showing us her creative process. Mm. So like, um, what's that song? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, split a spliff. She like in her bedroom and it's, it's not like a tightly formulated song, you know, I don't know, you know, well, I could kind of hear the hook or whatever, but <clears throat> excuse me, but um, I can tell that she's still working the song, but the thing mm-hmm. is that the fearlessness and kind of putting it out there, she actually captures a vibe. It's so sincere. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good word to describe her. There's a sincerity a, a, around her music, her approach to performing um, her music mm-hmm. that I really really appreciated. So the first the first song that I um, heard was a snippet of that called um, "Split a Spliff." Oh, wait, was that Split a Spliff? Yeah, Split a Spliff. Was it? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that's kind of an ongoing thing through a lot of her um, music, but it's a context. But after listening to that, I kind of went down the Mama Duke rabbit hole. Oh, nice. <laughs> I did. I went down the, I did, I went down the Mama Duke rabbit hole, and I feel like I think I'm a fan, and this is why. Okay, so the next song I hit up, right, was um, High With You. Screenshot, you know, the frame you see before you press play. It was a picture of uh, this this sister and in the, in this. I'm just gonna say it, this white girl. I was like, okay, what are we gonna do? Uh, okay, so my prejudice ass is coming. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, so maybe she <laughs> like white girls. You know, I was like, whatever. Let me hear the girl. But it, here's the beautiful thing: she wasn't even in the video, mm-hmm. right? So the video starts off 
where she's in the background talking to her homegirl, who's the white girl, and the white girl's talk. I mean, I'm gonna call it a white girl. Let's say her homegirl, mm-hmm. okay? But mm-hmm. and the homegirl is like, oh, I met this girl. You know, you know, we really don't. I don't know where we at right now. You know, but she gonna, you know, I'm gonna see if she want to come over. See if she cool like that. So it's like she, I want to introduce this new girl I met to my homegirl, who's Mama Duke. Mm-hmm. Right, and Mama Duke's in the background saying, "Yo, I'm nervous for you." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, this yeah. is adorable." Yeah. And so the so the whole video is really so the girl comes over, right? This is black chick, right? So the girl comes over at the house, and the whole video is watching these two young people who are newly getting to know each other, just kind of vibe, kind of smoke, you know, just kind of like a montage of them vibing, and it kind of really captured a moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the song is like, you know, uh, I want to get high with you, right? And I was like, this is kind of cool. I love the storytelling in this. You know what yeah. I mean? And I went further down the rabbit hole and she has this other joint called T- 10 AM, which is another couple. It's just the vibe. Yeah. You saw that I one? I saw both of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like this vibe that she's like, you know what I mean? Of course, we always going to appreciate having us on screen, unapologetic and yeah. just our beautiful selves, you know what I mean? But I really appreciate her approach to videos. And she actually has another one, which is one of my favorites. It's called um, Young and Beautiful. her and her girl at least i mean i don't know when it was shot so i don't know if they're still together or not but it's her and her girl and they're in manchester england i was like you better get just a manchester girl (laughs) okay (laughs) and it's called young and beautiful and i'm telling you it's it's literally a young and beautiful it's about being young and in love and just beautiful ourselves and it's just such a gorgeous song so she's on like this kind of r&b neo soul vibe and she'd be sticking rhymes and, and the rhymes are tight yeah and they're honest again there's an honesty in her that in a, in, in a humility in her in her rhyme so it, i know it's like she's able to find this balance of humility and vibrato at the same time mm-hmm. I you agree know with that. yeah <laughs> She's she's dope. She's dope. Um, Good. I'm one, glad I, you enjoyed her music. I did. I did. There was one other thing. I I, I had wrote a note down. Um, I don't know what it was though. Oh yeah. Okay. One other song. I want to. I want a big record. I like. You know. I did go down the rabbit hole. So this other song called Power Trip. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciated about this song is that literally the hook. I swear to God, is like 16 bars.
there is a hook. Mm. What I think is the hook. <laughs> it's like 16 bars, but it's literally a story within a story or a story within a moment. Right. So yeah. she's she's talking about her frustration, like, oh, you know, I'm going to fucking make it. What did she say? Hold on. I think I wrote that. Look, I'm writing down lyrics. So, you know, Look I like that. Right. Yeah, writing down lyrics, right? <laughs> she's like, um, she said, I'm celebrating and I'm I'm celebrating and wilding out like I fucking made it. But I'm mad. Motherfuckers. I'm underrated. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm frustrated to top it off because I'm tired of waiting, changing changing my image like that's the reason I'm agitated. Fuck you niggas. I have to make it. <laughs> but then she goes into this and the hook is like a rant of her just cruising her car, going a little bit too fast and stopped by a being, you know, stopped by a cop. And it's like, you're not going to ruin my day, man. Like this, you know, I'm out here to do this thing. You know, like, you know, I know my rights and like, it's like, I thought she went to this random story which is the hook, but it's really just, again, reiterating, like, I'm on this vibe. I'm going to stay on this vibe. I believe mm-hmm. in myself. And a cop ain't going to fuck up my day. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of one of the songs that I heard, which was No Plan B. Mm. <laughs> Did you hear Hello. that one? No, I didn't. I missed and that she one. She was just like, yeah, no. So there's no other option. Like, <laughs> this, this is what I do. <laughs> so... It's got to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I respect that because that's a hard thing to maintain. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to maintain. But one thing I learned, and I think I learned it actually later in life, is that if you're going to do it, one, do it young, if you can. Mm-hmm. If you get your, your, your epiphany, like this is what I meant to do in life, do it young, but keep at it because you can take the bumps and the bruises when you're young because yeah. it breakthrough it may not always look like what you think it's going to look like but mm-hmm. you will break through so yeah. i want to just big her up mama duke if you're hearing this keep doing your thing um she got a nice little following too so hopefully our review will help build that following and we'll put her stuff up on instagram as well um before this this episode airs so you guys can go check her out i think her um her instagram is mama.duke okay yeah so that's good that's good that's good you are funny today <laughs> i am i am it was really good music i really vibe to it i yeah. ain't gonna i really vibe to it and you know i'm not a big lyric person like over not, not that i'm not a big lyric person it's like i don't appreciate the lyrics until later mm-hmm. but there was something about her vibe that made me hone in on the lyrics so that's saying something Mm -hmm. me that's saying something (laughs) so one thing that i didn't really hear in her music um and just thinking back to the article that i read Mm. she was talking about being Mm -hmm. afro-latina and the struggle between um being you know like not black enough or not mexican enough um she talked about her growing up Catholic, but that her mother didn't give her like any uh, just mixed feelings about Mm. being gay, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's always been able to be like out and proud and not really carry a lot of weight because my mama said, (laughs) 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 which I really think that's an important, you know, way to start off family month. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah she was really empowered to to be able to be herself and explore herself because she had that go ahead 
um, mm-hmm. from her mother. Her mother saw her, recognized her, said, baby, you might not understand this, but you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see you very clearly. <laughs> I get what this is. I um, see clearly now. Right. Go, baby, go. Right. <laughs> um, and so... I don't know if it's going to sound like stereotypical because like I know the Austin music scene um, and I know how like it can be very diverse and it can be a lot a mixture of a lot of things like the culture is there. I didn't really hear a lot of that, though, in the music. Like, I know mean, that it had like the R&B kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, I don't and, know the Austin you know, culture to say that something was missing or not, but it seems like you do. Mm hmm. But even like some of the um, the Afro Latina influence, oh, or like some of that, the mix of like cultural, like mm. right. Well, you know, just it's, like it's very open. Like you know what I'm saying. Like mm. very like she could be from Atlanta or New York or Philly or whatever. Like it doesn't really have that. <laughs> you know that southwestern you know uh, interesting that's, that's a point i mean maybe i mean i don't know what her relationship is like who is the latino elite latina on besides was a mother or, or do you know mm-hmm. if it's a mother or her daddy true, true you know so it may be her relationship to it or lack thereof where that's right. just not how she i mean she technically know okay i'm afro latina but i'm not entrenched in it in it where it's going to show up in my music yeah. You know, maybe one of that situation. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But that is interesting and maybe something she, you know, maybe Can she's play over- with in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause you know. Mm-hmm. And that's I- just a broadening of your scope and a broadening of your um fan base. Really? Word. Oh, for you, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And you know, and and also sometimes, you know, um a lot of times uh uh Latinos who are mixed. Um, or even Latinos who are American born, depending on how their parents raise them, they may not have a command of the language. So there's sometimes there's a, oh, a, yeah. a distance there's away from it because, you know, because, you know, that's another stigma like, oh, you don't know Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, so would you not, you know, Latino enough? But again, I don't know if that's her because like you said, yeah. I, there's no Spanish or any of her songs that I heard. Mm-hmm. So maybe she doesn't have a command of it to the extent where she's going to put it in her music or feel she wants to, but you know, she's her own artist, but I wanted to bounce off something you said about her mama. And, and this is to any parents that happen to be listening to this. This is a prime example (laughs) of Mm -hmm. how you support your child for who they are. Then earlier in their life, they can have a footing to truly become who they are beyond sexuality, beyond gender expression. Like who, what, who, how, what are they going to contribute to this world that, that you put them in, yeah. <laughs> you know? And if they don't have to get over the humps, like you say, my mama says so, and that's mm-hmm. all we really need, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Anything>. yeah. <laughs> but my mama says so, so, okay, so I don't got to deal with the BS from family. So now I can just jump off like, who am I? And just go, you know, fast forward into life. And that is the beauty of having the support of your family early on. So you don't got to deal with those unnecessary hurdles that kind of stops you in your tracks a little bit, or it just slows you down a little bit to actually stepping into your, your personhood. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's one of the things that Lakara says, mm-hmm. um, that her not having that weight has allowed her to move in her gift 
very quickly and more effectively because she didn't have to unpack all of her parents crap right yeah. <laughs> i mean it's always gonna really? be crap we gotta unpack for my parents and they didn't mean to give us <laughs> mm-hmm. but it shouldn't have to be the queer thing it shouldn't have to be how we express our gender and how we walk in the world you know what mm-hmm. i mean so we can find our voice beyond all that crap a lot earlier and that is a gift you can give your child that's like one of the biggest gifts you can give your child actually Absolutely. Your, your queer child in particular in particular <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we jump into um, the letter uh, for this week, I just want to let you know that you um, can go over to patreon.com slash gayaundies and do what you may ask, pray tell, (laughs) what us. (laughs) We really, really love and appreciate and need. Yeah. Highlighting the word need, um, your support. Um, So you can do that at patreon.com slash gayaundies. There's many ways you can do that. You can... um, give some auntie love and that can be any amount of money this is a one-time offering it's as small as five bucks mm-hmm. you know you have it and we'll give you a shout out on the show say your name or say someone else's name maybe you want to have some, <laughs> a shout out for somebody else just let us know as you give and we will do that for you and then the second tier of course is the sunday brunch which we do on the regular once a month last sunday of the month we have a special guest and now our guests are going to be themed throughout the month so that's mm-hmm. better but what you get for only ten dollars um a month you get um the video of us um, recording the show so not just the audio but the video and you get it three days earlier than everybody else all right, so you can start talking about it um, before everybody else. You know, you can be impacted by it before anybody else. And then, of course, the third tier is the you people tier. And, you know, we keep talking about it, but I think we're not promoting it enough on Instagram. So we're going to start be putting some clips. We have some clips for y'all to remind you how dope this film is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the film that you walk into your parents and say, Mama, I got something to tell you. Yeah. Watch this first. <laughs> <laughs> or, Mama, here it is. Now we need to watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, a week later. This is a coming out film, and it's so beautiful because it really is a healthy look at blackness and queerness. And it really connects the dots for a lot of people, both in our community and outside our community, to see who we are in a healthy um, light. It makes, it helps them make, it makes, puts it all together for them. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's you people. For only $20, you get that. DVD, and then you also um, get three episodes of Sunday Brunch, and of course, you get that Auntie Love, and you get a shout out on the show. So that's all at patreon.com slash your gay aunties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, support your aunties, y'all. Okay, let's go into the letters. Here's your letter. Well, we have a letter from Lotus. Mm-hmm. The letter says, hey, aunties, and then a peace side. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to hear your thoughts on dating. What does it mean? What does it look like? How long do you date someone? Is it possible to date multiple people without getting too involved emotionally? I feel I have a hard time dating multiple people because I end up liking them all. (laughs) But eventually you have to choose, right? (laughs) How do you know you're choosing the right person? (laughs) And the the shrug emojis. (laughs) Um, 
Oh my I goodness. am 34 years old. Oh, wow. She's 34. I really, mm-hmm. I, I thought she was younger. I assumed. A lesbian. Mm-hmm. And my experience with dating multiple people feels complicated because I feel I have to decide which one to invest more energy and time, or I get this feeling of maybe I'm making the wrong decision and should have invested more energy into the other woman. This is something I've experienced multiple times and wondering if it's the best to just date one person at a time. And if it doesn't move forward, then at least I know I gave it my undivided attention. <laughs> Auntie, what do you want to say? <laughs> so this, this is one of those, Auntie, tell me about the universe. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, it's broad questions. You know, like what do I do? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, so then, right. So, what are our thoughts on dating? Um, it is okay. Look, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I think our your our experiences might be kind of similar, but like really different. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I am, you know, I've, I've, I've tried, I'm not going to say I tried it all, but I have not tried it all, but I've tried different things, you know, like I've, I've definitely been more monogamous in my life than not. And I think I, so I really identify as monogamous. And when I've been polyamorous, you know, I, I wanted to explore that side and make sure quite honestly, I wasn't missing out on something or, you know, I didn't want to identify as one thing. And I said, maybe I'm just fearful or maybe I have some apprehension because this, that, and the third, and it's not really, I'm open to something like that. So I've I've kind of done all of that, but I kind of came back to monogamy, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think that's where I'm really comfortable. And I like the idea of building with one person and having different experiences with one person. But um, the dating thing has always my thing is once I start dating you, um, my mind shifts towards monogamy. And I, I know that about myself, you know, now what I do learn is that, or what, and this is more of a Libra thing mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, that I'm a big time romantic. And sometimes I dive a little too deep, a little too early, you know? So I've had to learn over the years to rein it in. So I actually can see the person, honestly, catch the red flags, you know, if they're there, because I'm, I've notorious for being blind to them. That's why mm-hmm. I can tell y'all, no, red flags are red for a reason. You can see them motherfuckers. <laughs> they're yeah. from red, actually. But, um, but so dating for me um, has been the process of getting to know someone else, or let me back that up, getting to know myself in the context of someone else. That's what dating is for me. You know, it's like you go into it with a sense of yourself, but when you with someone new, they're going to show you different aspects of yourself or they're going to remind you yeah. this about yourself, this, that, mm-hmm. and the third about yourself. So it really is, yes, you're learning about someone, but really you're learning more about yourself or being reminded more about yourself in the context of someone new. That is the power of dating without the commitment bit, yeah. <laughs> without the commitment bit. You know, because you can learn a lot about yourself with someone else just on the first, second, or third date. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that when do you, you know, if you, and this person is saying, she's like, she's not quite sure if she is someone who's really open to dating, like multiple people kind of on the poly tip, or is she more monogamous? I'm hearing more monogamy in her voice, mm-hmm. but 
You know what I mean? But I think either way, you need to know how to experience someone without diving in so deep where you kind of lose track of where the fuck you at and what you need to be doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I've dated a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. And I think that um, for me, like there were times where there were times where I was dating multiple people, but I definitely had like a primary partner even in that time because my children's other mother was there as like the kind of like the grounded piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she and I were not together, she was still like, like that's where the children would be when I was on my date. Right? Wow. <laughs> and so... um although we were very good friends, like I still, I don't know that, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it kind of feels like, even though when I was dating those other people, like she was still present in a way. Mm -hmm. And so because that, um, that relationship was as close as it was, like, people still felt like, well, I know y'all still together. I know y'all still. And I'm just like, if you're sitting here on the couch and she's over there cooking, like, clearly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. Okay, you you need to hold a workshop because that is, uh, I don't want to say grown. I'd have to last um, <laughs> week's episode, but that is a growing experience yeah. that a lot of people, it takes, it takes, a, it, it takes a lot to get there. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And, and oof, bravo. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, even when I think about like, what is dating because I came out so late, um, I was married before then I only had one other partner after, um, after I, I divorced my husband and before I started dating women. So I don't even have like a lot of experience, like, <laughs> dating men. I got married as a teenager. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first boy I met at college. Right? <laughs> like Literally. Um, and then as an adult, like I was in long-term relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Um, so even that, like, I don't know that I've dated <laughs> a lot. Um, but what I do get from this letter is that she is trying to keep her options open, but then there's that that FOMO, right? That fear of missing mm-hmm. out. Like, um, if I give too much attention to this person, am I missing out on something that's wonderful about this other person because I'm not paying close enough attention? And so then I start paying attention to this other person because I want to see if I'm missing something. And then I start like getting this other person upset. So then I go back and spend like, so there's this yo-yoing that's happening um, that... It's, it sounds really hectic. Like, <laughs> just from hearing it in your description, like it sounds complicated. And it's, so, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, this just sounds like she's juggling a lot of balls. You ain't nowhere near a juggler. You, know, you ain't got <laughs> took no juggling lessons. Yeah. <laughs> you're juggling a lot of balls there. You know. And so there are people who, who their personality is multiplicitous, right? They can uh-huh. go out and they can have fun with a lot of different people and they don't feel that 
their mm. comfort place is being able to date multiple people. Their comfort place is knowing that they have that variety and those options and that's what they are looking for. That doesn't sound like that's what you're looking for. Yeah, because it looks like you really, you know, it seems like she really wants to be able to focus on someone or the, the point that she feels like maybe she's not giving someone else enough attention. Now, is that something, and this is a question to our, to uh, you, Lotus, it's like, is that something that that other person or persons are telling you or something you're assuming or feeling mm. like they're not giving, you know, your attention to? If it's the former, then maybe those people, I mean, I don't know if these are open relationships where, you know, everyone's poly or you just, you know, playing the field and don't nobody know each other. I don't know which one it is, yeah. but if they have told you that, you know, we really not, there's not enough attention, then that's a conversation you need to have with them as far as what their needs are. And quite honestly, if you can provide that and saying that you can't provide that is a part of the commitment mm -hmm. of being polyamorous. Right. Okay. You gotta, you know, if you, if then that's, that's a mismatch, that's a disconnect, that's that it ain't going to work because y'all really not on the same page because, you know, it, to my understanding, and I'm not like an expert on polyamory. All right. But from my experience, it's like, if you're, if, you know, everyone is on the same page, so if it's the latter, we are all on the same page, you know, we, you know, each other and that, you know, what you're doing, it's a polyamorous situation. Then the, the whole big thing with polyamory is communication. So that communication needs to be had. So mm -hmm. you're really clear and she's really clear and you, you both are really clear on what you're able to give each other and what you both need. And at what point uh, this may not be right for y'all. You know, yeah. like polyamory is a really, um, it takes a lot to be a polyamorous person and not everybody's built for that. You know, right. I know it's, I know it's a thing. I know it's, it's, it's more popular now than it has been in the past. Well, actually, let me stop that because polyamory has actually been as it's just, it's more publicized now. Yeah. So they all like invented polyamory because, you know, bitches and niggas been doing that shit forever. Okay. I mean, like, like back, back, back. <laughs> okay. But, absolutely. <laughs> but, but it is publicized in a way that I think a lot of young people at least just want to dive into it and try, which, hey, but understand that don't let any peer pressure um, kind of feed your decision to try it, you know, or if you try it, be honest with yourself. It's like, you know what? maybe I ain't cut out for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe I should date. So let's say that you Lotus are more so, um, uh, a, a monogamous person, one person at a time, maybe mm -hmm. you need to figure out, okay, let me stick with one person, really understand what a woman, what a partner wants and needs for me and what I'm able to give at this time in my life. Right. And am I willing to grow it's this person in turn giving me something that's strengthening me so I can grow and we can grow together. And, but the focus is on, um, you know, she and I, and that's it. You know what I mean? You, you two in the world, you know, and maybe take it one at a time, you know, and, and, and continue to date. So then the only thing you're trying to really figure out is, is this dating going to lead to something, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or, you know what, maybe not. You know, so it's really the practice of knowing when enough is enough or, you know what, I got to go deeper with you because this is just hell. This is fire. This yeah. is straight fire, you know, and that's I mean, and as, as lesbians in particular or queer, you know, women in particular, you know, we got that, you know, we like to not lesbians. We like to dive into that real early in, in, <laughs> in backstrokes and, you know, synchronized swimming. <laughs> <laughs> in our relationships and we don't know how to kind of 
just stay at the edge of the pool a little while, you know what I mean? Or the edge of the water and see how the waves are forming. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, so going back to the original question. So what is dating? Like, what does mm -hmm. it look like? Yeah, I think, <laughs> um, so clearly you're going places, you're doing things, you're, you're finding shared, um, interests and you're doing those things together, whether it's eating, visiting a place, um, seeing a movie, seeing a, an art exhibit, seeing whatever you both like to see, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You might like to go monster truck driving. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, all possible with us. <laughs> right. But you're doing it together with a person with an intent, right? So this is what kind of uh, differentiates it between like hanging out with your friends and mm -hmm. it being a date. Like mm -hmm. I'm going doing this activity with the intent on getting to know you better romantically, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I might do this with the intent of like hanging out and getting to know you um, as a friend, I might do it with the intent of hanging out and getting to know you as a neighbor, as a cool person in my community. But dating is when I'm getting, you know, to know you romantically. I'm trying to see if we are a match for a relationship. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the intent um, of dating or mm. indoor, indoor. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, there is also just the exercise of dating, like, you know, um, or the, where you're intentionally going and it's like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this person for this date mm -hmm. and have fun. I don't have any intentions, you know, I'm going to be open, you know, um, I'm open to it going further, but it can just be a freaking date. Like there's nothing wrong with just spending time with each other. And let me say this, cause I had a really cool conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and she was talking about um her co-worker how she was kind of crushing out on her co-worker i said oh crushes are great everyone loves a crush mm -hmm. you know and the question is when you're on that precipice of like okay should i ask them out what you know you should you feel the urge to like okay what should i do now should i ask them on the day should i let it be known that i'm crushing out on them or whatever right and we had this and mind you she she's grown grown too or growing whatever i don't know what's gonna replace the word grown these days <laughs> but feel me but she she's an auntie okay yeah and and what we actually had a conversation about it's like you know what this may be a situation where that feeling that bubbles up when you see somebody like sometimes you see somebody like gosh darn i got to get <laughs> that somehow way shape or form it's highly sexual there ain't nothing cute and roses about it you want to you know it's, it's straight sex mm -hmm. like it's lust but then sometimes you have, you meet people and you feel these feelings and sometimes you mistakenly think it's romantic mm. when it may not be. It actually may be a new friend as in a capital F yeah. in your life. And I think this is something that's not explored enough in our community in particular, but I think in society in general, because we assume that all these feelings we're feeling is supposed to be romantic or sexual. But sometimes these feelings are like, okay, I'm attracted to you, but maybe I'm actually attracted, like, attracted to who you are as a person. Ooh. And I, we're actually meant to be friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes miss out on having one of the best friendships in our lives yeah. because we decide that it's supposed to be romantic. And so we're going to dive in that way and don't fucking work because it wasn't meant to be that. Yeah. So sometimes dating 
is figuring out what that is. What are those feelings that you're feeling? Mm-hmm. Now I know y'all like, okay, now listen, auntie, um, <laughs> that's a lot, that little convoluted, that's a lot of work. I mm-hmm. said, you know what? So is life. Yeah. <laughs> so is life. And you, and it's really up to you. Every step, every person you meet, every step you take or the decision you make is how it culminates to what your life looks like and who is in your life and what capacity and what space they hold in your life. And everyone that you're having feelings for, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be romantic. And that's just real. Right. And that's something I wish I knew younger because mm-hmm. I think I missed out on a lot of cool ass friends. But it's also the reason why even people I've dated, I've had the urge, like, I need you to still be in my life in some capacity. But they're probably not, even though we're good, we're, you know, we're cool and, you know, you know, it's all good, but they may not be the friend they could have been because we decided to go the route of being girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. How long should you date? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know until you get another signal from the universe. Like that's, I mean, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And so when I saw the question, I was thinking about it and like, you know, there are people who've been like dating for eight years. So you uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm not going to be being engaged for hella long, but dating. <laughs> so they're like friends with benefits. Like what? what I don't that? know. Like they're not in a, in a full relationship. They're not they're progressing not, not, it anymore. They're just. That's not like a waste of time. Hanging out. <laughs> That's a friendship with benefits. I don't see that's like a waste of time. I don't and let's say I, I don't what? <laughs> Y'all should see Auntie's face right now. I don't know what that is. Eight years of dating? Dating. Go y'all go out to, like this is your reserve person to go to stuff with. <laughs> but y'all not like <laughs> together, together. And well, you kind of get hooked in that cycle. And so nobody wants to be the one to want it to progress or be like, so what are we doing? What is this? Like, And so you just kind of stay in your. That place. sounds like two people that are afraid of commitment or mm. I, 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 have, I mean, you're, you're exaggerating with eight years, right? <laughs> I don't know that it was eight, but it was a long time. Dating and they defined it as dating. Yeah, and see, I don't know that. And I told you, like, I, I meet and and we be together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we, we be like, the same in that way. Yeah. Good morning, mm-hmm. hi, babe. <laughs> Good morning. Exactly. It was last night, and then the next day this morning yeah. as we flipped. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know this dating life. <laughs> So yeah. like how long is 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 too long to still be dating? Um well eight years is definitely too fucking long. I'm sorry. <laughs> well that's you know. an extreme, yes. But what what <laughs> is normal until you like maybe decide, okay, are we gonna relationship this thing or are we not even compatible and that's why we're stuck? You know what? 
I mean, look, we can't, I don't think we can put any sort of definitive uh, uh, window of time, but I think when you are dating someone, so in other words, you have not had a conversation saying, listen, I want to be exclusive, or um, you are one of a few of my polyamorous relationships. So if you're not having Mm -hmm. one of those two conversations, okay, you're dating, right? I think one of the things you do when you date is you communicate and you talk. And you honor the moments you're having together. So, okay, you're on, I don't know, whatever, the fifth date. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't know, whatever. You go to the fucking amusement park. I don't know, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I don't know what young people do, but whatever you do, right? And you have fun. You're laughing at loud. Like, be present with that. Have conversations about, yo, when we did this, da, 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 or talk about it the next day. Yo, I really enjoyed that shit, yeah. you know? You know, when we did that river rafting and we fell out and I mm-hmm. jumped in the same You know, <laughs> like sometimes because, if you know, there are moments in our life that come, we experience them, we have fun, and then we let it go by and we don't do enough to honor those moments. So you're actually accumulating moments and memories rather with someone. And because you're not actually talking about them and what do they mean to them and how are they building upon your relationship, then you may be dating for eight years. Yeah, you know, you know, you're building something together because you're not really being present. But when you're present, or your dates become, you know, <laughs> your dates become the commitment without the commitment. But all you're doing is doing Netflix and chill, Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. You know, you start, you know, um, becoming classic lesbians. I'm talking to the lesbians. Mm-hmm. Your ass ain't going nowhere, ain't going out. Mm-hmm. And but you dating. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put it like this. Here's one. Dating means leaving the house. On occasion, it's Netflix and chill. But dating means that you actually going, leaving the house. It don't got to be, oh, one person pays or whatever. It could mm-hmm. be a Dutch thing or whatever. It can be something that you do free. That's for free. But you actually leave in the fucking house. Yeah. You're outdoors. You're in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're sharing each other with the world. Yeah. <laughs> and sharing space outside of your space. <laughs> outside of your space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but you know, honor honor those moments. So it's really look look, y'all. Don't matter dating, going together, monogamy, polyamory. If you're not present, you're just wasting time. You just like kind of you're like everything's fleeting. Everything's it comes and it goes in one ear and out the other. In through your art, art your heart, and now through your yeah, arse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's nothing staying. Nothing's building. <laughs> so whatever it is. If Lotus is dating multiple people and um, because she's asking, like, is it possible to date multiple people without getting too evolved emotionally? And then um, she mentions that she worries about choosing the right person when she's dating multiple people. Choosing? Right. That's not polyamory. Well, we're not saying that necessarily it's polyamory because we tell monogamous people also like all the time, especially young people, you know, just date multiple people, just see what you like. Like you don't have to settle down. Like, so in my Uh mind, polyamory is I am having committed relationships with these set. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then with dating, I might see somebody else tomorrow and be like, Hey, let's go out. You know what I'm saying? And then I just got the, have my book already like okay this is monday this is tuesday <laughs> this is wednesday right? because i'm dating everybody so um if i'm just dating multiple people then there's no commitment there everybody mm-hmm. understands 
that this is um, for fun. We're hanging mm -hmm. out. We're getting to know each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I think in the midst of that, if there's somebody who you begin to lean to mm -hmm. that, like you want to spend time with again next week and then next week and then next week, mm -hmm. <laughs> then it's worth paying attention to that inclination that you're having. Like, I really like this person. I really want to spend more time with them. Like, so I was thinking about what you said last time. Like, let's go deeper into that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And building. Mm -hmm. and yeah, then you you can see how you are reacting. And it's important to know if the person is reacting. So if you're saying, hey, let's, um, let's get together next week too, and for the you know sake of the conversation and she's like um i'm busy on thursday and friday and saturday <laughs> maybe i'll have some time to talk Hint. to you on the phone Hint. Right? <laughs> maybe we can inbox right and so the conversation um or the relationship is withdrawing then you know that maybe that's not the person that you should be investing more time into. And don't make her the person. Yeah. Because some of y'all keep hanging on, hoping you can, you know, convince the person and change their mind and all that kind of stuff. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. And so, yeah. yeah, some, and I will answer your question about, is it possible to date multiple people without getting emotionally involved? Some people can. Mm -hmm. You may or may not be that person. I don't think that's you, baby. <laughs> because everything is in the context of who is the right one. How do I know how to pick? So really, again, I think just based on your letter, I don't know you, honey, mm -hmm. but just based on your letter, it seems like you really are someone that you're looking for someone. Yeah. You know, and you're trying different things, which is okay as long as you ain't hurting nobody. You know, you're looking for one person. So, you know sit with yourself and like if that's the deal i mean you still can date multiple people and again like like auntie red says if you are feeling someone put those feelers out there let it be clear mm -hmm. you know and if they don't meet you halfway then withdraw and it's okay because you can withdraw them feelings just sit with yourself and like okay i liked her but say it out loud i've had to say this to myself because mm -hmm. if you don't say it to yourself out loud you'll start formulating the stories in your head this own little narrative that only you are doing you reading a, 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 a little a story book to yourself mm -hmm. and that person is not reading along with you so you got to say it out loud yeah. i called her um she you know it's really hard to get another date with her she's not really reacting to me the way i'm 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 you know showing her say it out loud so you hear yourself you hear reality and then it's easier to withdraw from feeling someone, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that before, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't, mm, <laughs> you're trying to prevent heartache, yeah. you know? And heartache always comes when you're telling yourself a story that nobody else is hearing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the last part. Uh, this is something I've experienced multiple times and wondering if it's best to just date one person at a time. Yes. And if it doesn't move forward, at least I know I gave my undivided attention. See that undivided, it's the word, baby. You are monogamous. You are, you are so mono. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the soulmate chick, you know, you're looking for the soulmate, you know what I mean? And, you know, um, so good luck with that. Mm -hmm. You're answering your own question, sweetie. <laughs> uh, 
You're answering <laughs> your own question, basically. <laughs> I don't think you're poly. You don't sound like any poly person I've ever <laughs> known. <laughs> Well, yes, then that's the wrap up for it. Um, I love Lotus. Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with serial monogamy. Like, you mm -hmm. can focus on that one person for a time when you feel figure out that this is not for you. Then you can move on to the next person to date that person for a while. Like, try that because it, it seems like the, the thing that people have in them that allows them to date multiple people and not feel emotionally conflicted i don't hear that in your letter and At so all. it's nothing wrong with that nothing absolutely wrong with nothing wrong with that so um, power in that yeah and it's mm. just understanding who you are and how you are most effective in relationships mm. Mm. do that Bam. so we hope that we were able to help you Lotus and if you all are out there and, and you have some things that you're considering or pondering in this new adult life don't forget to send us a letter at yougayaunties at gmail.com so we can give you our take exactly <laughs> and remember that February um, it is Black History Month it is Black Queer History Month and it's also as far as your gay aunties are concerned it is Family Month Yes. All right, so all those letters um, around issues with your family, good, better, and whatever. Sometimes you're just trying to figure, like, you know, me and my mom, we cool, but she get a little weird when my girlfriend come around, or maybe you're a stud for study. Your mom, like, wait a minute, I thought it was supposed to be girl, boy. You know, like, oh, there's so many. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. You know, it's like, the thing is that we want our families in our life, mm -hmm. if that's possible. But the journey to get there is littered with letters. <laughs> True. <laughs> so send your family questions and letters to us, darling. Mm -hmm. All well, right. We would also like to take some time to shout out our uh, Sunday brunch patrons. Mm -hmm. We love you. We love you. We're so excited oh, yes. uh, and so thankful for your support. Yes. <laughs> what are we doing here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought we had some names, but if we don't, oh, it's okay. <laughs> But we would have some names and shout out people. You know what we got to do to get them names? Y'all got to support us at patreon.com slash gayaunties. And we would love to shout out your names. I think we're going to make a little sound effect now. You know, mm -hmm. so we'll shout out. We'll figure it out. We figure it out. <laughs> but we need them names. You know, we need. <laughs> yes, right, yes. And oh, um, um, ooh, one thing we could do too, the young lady right. that... Um, is going to be on Sunday brunch with us. She's also an artist. So we mm. can kind of listen to some of her stuff and, and bring that up with mom. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. All right. You know, this is, is, is it music? Is it poetry? What is it? It's, What's her art? Um, she's hip hop. Hip hop? Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Then you know what? Then um, she should uh, uh, send us some of her stuff. You know what? Let's not. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it, and I got up for the day. Like, hmm, a culture review. <laughs> we can do it at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I know I ain't hear her stuff yet, so I don't want to like you know this whole girl on the show. But I still wouldn't mind listening to her stuff, and if, like her mom listen. I mean, I don't. Does her mm -hmm. mom listen to her stuff? Or well, her mom doesn't know her stuff. I don't know. I know her mother. Her mother knows she's an artist. <laughs> 
I don't know. She but no, we can talk. We can talk to her. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. that out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, y'all. Yes, anyway, well, y'all, this is another so episode. Much. Yes, yes. Wrap up another episode, and we always, always appreciate y'all and love y'all. And we are here for the children for real. And with that being said, I am Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, baby. Bye, darling. <laughs>